Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. So I want to talk about today is food control, huge increase in cancer, rindemsevir, a drug that was planned to kill you, and much more on this episode today. So let's jump out the gate. We're going to go ahead and start. Bill Gates, Davos elites pushing global food control under the guise of, quote, food security. This is on the newamerican.com, newamerican.com. And what else do we have going on? Well, cancer explosion. Pathologist reports on rise of aggressive cancer since mRNA shots. Yep, we will talk a little bit about that. This is from Patrick Wood at technocracy.news. You guys know uh, I like him. He's becoming one of my favorites, kind of like Leo Homan. Yep. So what else? Okay. So controversial drug rindemsevir plays key role in COVID-related hospital deaths. This is by Dr. Artis. And the article is by Matt McGregor. And you can check this out at theepochtimes.com. If you do not subscribe to the Epoch Times, mm, you may want to. Got some great information. Or if not, I'll keep bringing you the news on this episode. So what else is going on? So I've noticed a little bit of things. I don't know if you guys have noticed this um, in the news or not, but it looks like some of the people, us peasants, are you know getting fed up with uh, the World Economic Forum and all of their, um, I don't know, their push to world dominion or something, uh, trying to kill off everybody. I think people are beginning to see the truth. If you guys don't subscribe to or watch GeoWatch, it's geoengineeringwatch.org. Check that out. He's got a documentary on YouTube. It's called The Dimming. Uh, if you guys have a few hours, you know, or you can break it up, uh, however you want to do. But I would definitely check that out because your eyes are going to be open to what's really going on. I was talking to a neighbor of mine here earlier. I um, mean, we were kind of discussing, you know, the chemtrails and, you know, how they're engineering all this and they're manipulating the weather system. And we have CERN going on. All of these things are coming together. And folks, you know, this was foreseen thousands of years ago. God told his prophets what to write, and they wrote it down in a book, and it's called the Bible. And thousands of years ago, uh, they told us what would happen. And so we as Christians know what's going to happen. God told us in his word, don't want us to be caught off guard during the end times. This is what's going to happen. And I was like, I always wondered how it would all come about. Well, we're seeing it happen right now, right in front of us. We have these people, they're called the elite and they think they know what's best. They think that, you know, uh, cow farts are, are, are causing all of this. There's just a bunch of garbage, climate control, climate change, and all of this stuff. Well, they're doing it all. They are manipulating the weather. They are doing all of these things to make you think it's always been like this. And it's all your fault that the weather is acting like this. It's all your fault, don't you know? No, folks. No, sir. No, ma'am. Uh, this is not because of fossil fuels. Folks, there's been fossil fuels for 100 years. What else? When a volcano erupts, that emits more into the atmosphere than I don't care how many cows you could possibly come up with. Coal plants, it doesn't matter. Nothing could, could produce that much, right? That we produce in one volcanic explosion. I mean, just use some common sense, which is not very common anymore. Have you noticed that? Common sense is not very common. I remember that saying, and my mom saying that when I was younger. I was like, okay, yeah. But even now, you see, there's really no common sense. 
There is not. It's like we live in the third dimension. We live in another dimension, the twilight zone. We live in like, what is going on? Well, think about it. Satan is the complete opposite of what of what God's morals and values are. God is order, right? And then we have chaos. So you can see the big difference going on now. So let's see what else is going on. So I look at Newsbreak every once in a while. I don't know if you guys ever watch Newsbreak, but so uh, lots of stuff kind of going on there. It's talking about Ukraine power plant is shelled again. Zelensky rails at Russians, quote, nuclear terror. We have all, now you got to think about that. Okay, so look, Canada's Trudeau, and then we have um, Zelensky and all of these people, right? So think about the leaders that are in power, okay, or in government um, across the world. And look at how many of them came from the World Economic Forum. Think about that. Zelensky, Trudeau, there's a lot of them that came out of the World Economic Forum. Take a think and think about that. This uh, Buttigieg, all this crap. Think about it. These folks, folks, it's all planned. It's all manipulated. And if you can't see that, I'm very sorry. You need Jesus, right? <laughs> oh, what else? So the IRS Gestapo in the making. This is in the United States, folks. A lot of stuff is going on and it's craziness but what i want to jump to first is the controversial drug remdesivir i lost a friend to covid in the hospital what was the first thing they gave her remdesivir how many people died thousands upon thousands upon thousands died because of this drug this drug is wasn't created for covid but that's what they used it for and every single thing they tried to use this drug for it showed acute kidney failure full system shutdown this is what this drug is known for so what do they do we're going to give it to all these people that are struggling to breathe with covid and this is already like a multi-sense so people didn't necessarily die from covid they died from this drug and i'm telling you folks it should anger you it should anger it absolutely angers me and it has for a very long time but this article like i said is in the epoch times it's posted august the 7th of 2022 we're gonna jump in right now the antiviral medication remdesivir has played a controversial role in the covid 19 treatment protocols used by hospitals that many families alleged resulted in the death of their loved ones one other thing i can tell you is i don't trust my city government city nothing because every single hospital here was pushing that remdesivir remdesivir as they were wearing their masks sitting in their office with nobody else around like i believe them i'm like you people are idiots you're morons you're absolutely and i'm supposed to trust you <laughs> no anyway moving right along so among the drugs potential side effects is acute kidney failure which many physicians argue is the source of the same symptom reported by medical establishment to have been caused by COVID-19. Dr. Brian Artis, CEO of Artis Labs and host of the Art Dr. Artis Show, said he watched his own father-in-law die in hospital in February 2020 after being taken through the same hardwired standard of care protocols he would eventually witness playing out in the lives of others. It was the most traumatic thing I'd ever witnessed in my whole life, Artis told the Epoch Times. Among the multiple problems with this treatment artist said his father-in-law had been erroneously diagnosed with having the flu and given an antibiotic called the vancomycin which like remdesivir is known to cause acute kidney failure not only did he not have the flu but the doctor also treated him with a horrifically toxic last resort antibiotic that doesn't treat the flu quote he said when he asked the doctor why he had his father-in-law on this on the antibiotic that was causing his kidneys to fail, Artis said the doctor told him that it was hospital protocol. It wasn't from the virus. 
for artists, it became a foreshadowing of what was to come with the listed COVID symptoms, in fact, being caused by the drugs used to treat COVID, he alleged. In March 2020, every medical doctor started saying they had never seen a respiratory virus move from the lungs to attack the kidneys, which then causes acute kidney failure, artists said. But the kidney failure wasn't from the virus, artists said. Initially, artists said he thought they were using vancomycin because the stories in the news matched his own experience. However, he later found that the antiviral drug remdesivir, which itself is reported to cause acute kidney failure, was being used through emergency use authorization to treat COVID before it was later approved by the Food and Drug Administration in October of 2020 least effective and deadly study. Artists researched brought him to COVID protocols set by Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, or the NIAID, who had deemed remdesivir as safe and effective based on experimental trial in Africa during an Ebola outbreak. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to throw this in here, this little tidbit. I did an episode a while back, a long time ago, Dr. Fauci, this medieval, I won't say it because it's a Christian program. There's a special place in hell for that little man, if you want to call himself a man. And what he did to those beagle puppies, folks, it is horrific. I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even read the article. I could not read the article. It was that traumatic. And what they did to monkeys. and Folks, he is an evil, sadistic piece of beep. Yeah, I thought it. I'm sorry, Lord, but it's the truth. God knows. God knows more than what you and I know because he knows what this man has done, what this man is responsible for. And I'm telling you, Dr. Fauci, there's a special place in hell for you. Moving right along. In the study found in the New England Journal of Medicine, a safety board found remdesivir to be the least effective and the deadliest drug in this trial before it was suspended, artists explained. 53% of people they gave that drug to died, artists said. Artist said he considered whether Fauci had been given bad advice. I go to the end of the study and imagine my shock when I saw that it was actually funded by Fauci's department at NIAID. Artist said he would have been given a monthly review of everything coming out of that Ebola trial. The safety board would have let him know it was the least effective and deadliest drug in the trial. For artists, a study which predated Fauci's safe and effective estimate showed that Fauci was not being truthful, artists alleged. Fauci then asked the federal government to buy all the experimental reserves of remdesivir from the California-based pharmaceutical company called Gilead, artists said. Further research didn't improve his medical opinion of remdesivir, artists said, leaving him to conclude that the kidney failure doctors were reporting to be caused by the virus was in fact caused by remdesivir. Doctors had no idea they were being set up to use a drug that had such toxic effects and was proven to be ineffective and very dangerous, artists said. Support behind remdesivir. Though NIAID didn't respond to the Epoch Times request for comment, Fauci told reporters in 2020 during a White House press briefing that the data shows that remdesivir has a clear-cut significant positive effect in diminishing the time to recovery. This is really quite important, unquote. A final 2020 report from the National Institute of Health said that remdesivir was, quote, effective against viruses in the corona family, or coronavirus family, unquote. The NIH said in its report that remdesivir accelerated recovery for hospitalized patients with severe COVID-19. 
Our findings, this is quote, our findings show that remdesivir is a beneficial treatment for patients with COVID-19, end quote, says study author Dr. John Beagle of the NIAID in the report. It may also help to conserve scarce health care resources such as ventilators during this pandemic. Of course, because it'll just kill them before they need one. Anyway, moving right along. I'm sorry. Physicians such as Dr. Arnold Wegg reported to NBC News in 2020 that remdesivir helped him recover from COVID and that from this his personal experience, I feel very strongly that it should be used, end quote. Dr. Anish Mehta at the Emory University Hospital in Atlanta told NBC News in the 2020 report on remdesivir that remdesivir will get many of our patients home to their families more rapidly and with less side effects course they'll be dead anyway as public support for remdesivir grew artists continued to give his second opinion sharing what he believed to be the truth about remdesivir covid protocols alternative treatments and the then imminent vaccines it was artists information that helped people who reported equally traumatic experiences with hospital protocols such as christy schmodel and greta crawford enough sedatives have put down a horse Smodel told Epoch Times that she believes it was remdesivir that caused her mother's death in a hospital based on medical records that show a worsening of kidney levels with each dose. In addition to not feeding her mother and giving her enough sedatives to put down a horse, Smodel said hospital staff attempted to label her mother as a do not resuscitate. We had one, one doctor tell us that if we didn't put a DNR on her, he would, she said. Smodel's mother, who had only one kidney, was allegedly given vancomycin, fentanyl, Presidex, and other drugs to which Smodel said she and her family never consented. They called us on October the 15th to tell us our mother had expired, Smodel said. That's the word they used. Smodel connected with Crawford, who herself was being treated with remdesivir in a hospital when she demanded that hospital staff cease treatment remove her IV and let her leave. My husband wheeled me out, Crawford told the Epoch Times. I was still on oxygen in a week. And she said Crawford said that she's the only person she knows of who was still allowed a family member to be inside with her for 12 hours a day as hospital COVID protocols usually require the patient be isolated from their families. That was heartbreaking, folks. It was absolutely heartbreaking that they did that to people. Moving on. After my first dose, I noticed my hands and feet swell, Crawford said. At that time, I didn't know it was my kidneys shutting down. When she asked her doctor what was going on, Crawford said he stared at the floor and mumbled COVID strange before walking out. I've never seen a doctor act like that, Crawford said. Crawford had COVID for two weeks before she uh, before she entered the hospital. And for that time, she had not experienced the symptoms she was experiencing when given remdesivir, she said. My white blood cell count shot up. I got a blood clot in my leg. I would have I would have vomiting all of these symptoms I had not experienced at home, she said. After her husband took her home, Crawford said she spent two months on the couch healing. I had so much fluid in my lungs, and then I went through a detox process with different supplements and vitamins to try to get all this stuff out of me, Crawford said. It was during this time that she began doing what many vaccine promoters were warning against at that time. She did her own research. Hospital alternatives. She followed our podcast. Uh, Mitch model and launched the website proto protocolkills.com protocolkills.com to inform people of the dangers of remdesivir hospital protocols and the true intended purpose of their use. Through her website, Crawford has gathered 170 stories of people whose loved ones died in hospitals throughout the United States and offers alternatives to hospitals. 
It's been a labor of love because I don't want people to suffer like I suffered, she said. Crawford works with families to get people out of hospitals with the hospital hostage hotline and provides education for those who want to know what red flags to look for when dealing with hospitals. It's obvious what they're doing now, she said. They need to be held accountable. For Crawford, hospitals have become the new concentration camps. But instead of dragging people in on trains, people are walking in willingly because they think they're going to get help. But they're being murdered, Crossford said. That is the truth, folks. That is the truth. I think I've said this before, but my friend, uh, her cousin went in. She had COVID bad, and she went in, and that's the first thing they wanted to do was put her on a ventilator, give her remdesivir, and thank God she said no. She said no. My friend Patricia, they put her on remdesivir. She had COVID. She walked down their stairs, got in the ambulance, went to the hospital. That was the last time any of us saw her. She was 42 years old. They gave her remdesivir. They put her on a ventilator. She came off the ventilator at one time, and she said, I just want to die. They put her back on the ventilator, and she died. Folks, you want to know the saddest thing about that? She was a Mormon, not a Christian. And I pray to God that somebody at the hospital told her about Jesus, the real Jesus. That's what breaks my heart every day. I live with that. Did I tell her about Jesus? No, 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 I did not. And I live with that. I live with that because I didn't tell her. So now I tell everybody. I tell everybody. Anyway, guys, hospitals are not what they used to be. It's not what they used to be. Find yourself a good doctor. Find yourself, you know, alternatives like this. Like go to protocolkills.com. Protocolskills.com. Another thing you can look into is nature. Um, I I try. I don't take anything. I try. I do take a blood pressure pill because you know I have some who high blood pressure. Uh, yeah, and it's a hereditary. It is not because um, I you know I weigh 112 pounds. I work out six days a week. I eat clean. So yeah, I do eat the carnivore diet. Almost carnivore. I do throw in some a little bit of light carbs in there. Hmm. <laughs> But, so, yeah, it's definitely not my lifestyle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, guys, um, I, I do want to throw in some good news. Um, I, uh, I had an abnormal brain MRI back in April. I guess you guys could tell I haven't really been very consistent with everything. I've had a lot of stuff going on. Um, I lost a really good job that I had because of that. Um, and so I was able, this is back in April. So I was finally able to get into the neurologist and what a blessing that was today. He was absolutely phenomenal. His whole staff was fantastic. If you guys live in the Texas Panhandle area, Dr. Schaefer, if you need a neurologist, I'm telling you, he is phenomenal. Um, anyway, so he said my brain MRI, he said is normal for my age. And uh, especially for having hypertension all these years, he said it's normal. Everything is perfectly normal. Um, they did some nerve conduction studies. And uh, so, so far, so good. So I am so thankful to God. You guys have no idea. Um, you know, I gave it to God when it's all happened. I'm like, you know, whatever it's going to be is going to be. Um, you know, I from what it looked like and, you know, what the the radiologist is stamped on there, which is what he said they stamp on all of them. It looked like that I may have been having um, early onset dementia and some other stuff. And so I was, um, I was kind of nervous about all that. I'm going to tell you the truth, but, uh, 
I kept my faith in God and so thankful to all their prayers. But thank God, I just want to let you all guys know that everything is good and clear and normal. And well, about as normal as I can be. <laughs> if you guys know me, I'm like ADD constantly. I've been like that my whole life. Uh, but hey, I get, I start a lot of projects, let me tell you. Very seldom few do I actually follow. I know I actually finished them now. I have to, I have to, you know, keep myself disciplined to finish stuff like that. But uh, anyway, so what else? Um, let's check out this Bill Gates Davos elite pushing global food control under guise of food security. This is by William F. Jasper. You can find this out of the newamerican.com. So I haven't found this website before. So this is kind of cool. And I haven't done a lot of research on this website, but I'm telling you what, I like them. This article was, was from May the 15th of 2022. So the same globalists who have been supporting and promoting the tyrannical COVID agenda are also driving the world toward a global food crisis and famine. The recent dramatic increase in food prices together with shortages of baby formula and other foods are already pointing to a looming food crisis and even the prospect of famine. In certain parts of the world, famine is not merely a prospective future to be feared, but a present reality that is being experienced now in Yemen, Sudan, uh, Sudan, Ethiopia, Burundi, Eritrea, in other countries, millions of people are already dying of starvation and tens of million more face the same fate. This comes on the heels of the COVID-19 pandemic. And in fact, it turns out that much of the food crisis and starvation is the result of government policies responses to the virus. The famine death spiral is being hastened by the COVID lockdowns and mandates that disrupted planting and harvesting cycles, destroyed crops and livestock herds, bankrupted crucial bankrupted crucial businesses and crippled supply chains. The 2020 global outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic profoundly changed human society throughout the world. Political leaders and bureaucrats aided by the media have used and continue to use fear of a virus from communist China to push our entire planet into a re regimentation that has set us marching toward a totalitarian future that increasingly resembles the Aurelian horror of that regime constitutional and traditional restraints on government powers have been swept aside by government ethics claiming to be based on quote public safety and health unquote imperatives to protect us against an existential threat from a virus that has proven thus far to be more, no more deadly than the common flu in fact as many studies have shown and we have also reported he says many more people have died from the government prescribed quote cures then have succumbed to the virus itself and the recent relenting uh, by various governments on their draconian mandates as welcome as those are have not returned us to the status quo they have merely given us a breather until the next fear campaign for which they decide to impose a new wave of control supposedly to protect us against a dangerous new variant he goes on to say, during the months that followed the initial viral outbreak, more and more people around the globe began to realize that there was something terribly amiss with this official narratives that were driving us toward medical dictatorship. Physicians, virologists, epidemiologists, um, biologists, and other scientists, many of whom were world-recognized authorities in their field, were being censored and canceled for daring to challenge government policies as unscientific and harmful for daring to challenge Anthony he goes, quote, I present science Fauci. But despite the censorship, the warnings by these courageous experts were leaked out and confirming the dire misgivings that the average thinking, freedom-loving layman already harbored in his soul. 
It was becoming daily more evident that Fauci science was transforming us politically, socially, and economically into a frightening replica of the Aurelian Beijing regime ruled by the Chinese Communist Party. Apropos of this growing recognition, COVID is increasingly referred to as the CCP virus, a term popularized by the Epoch Times, so the WEF, Global Communist Convergence. For many observers, one of the most astonishing developments to accompany the CCP virus is the way in which leading, quote, capitalists have enthusiastically embraced and praised China's totalitarian, quote, solutions to the pandemic. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, Carlisle, Citibank, and other Wall Street behemoths and their corporate uh, clients have rapid, or I'm sorry, have happily cheered on the COVID bandwagon. Of course, as essential businesses, they have prospered mightily during the pandemic while their smaller, less politically connected competitors have been crippled or wiped out. The convergence of the Western corporate elites with the CCP elites was no surprise to the readers of the New American. Since we have been chronicling this phenomenon in these pages for the past several decades, however, with the onset of the COVID pandemic, the world has witnessed the globalists even more openly embracing the communists and their despotic ways. This was brought to the fore in the summer of 2020 during the June meeting of the World Economic Forum with the announcement of their plans for the Great Reset. I always say it like that, sorry. <laughs> oh, the WEF confabs have been notorious for decades as gathering of the world's richest plutocrats and autocrats, luxuriating in opulent spender or splendor while feigning concern for the world's poor and excruciating the world's middle class for their alleged overconsumption and pollution. Dictator Xi Jinping and other CCP officials are honored participants of the WEF gatherings and even chair WEF programs and author WEF reports. With the Great Reset, the WEF grandees formally present their CCP-style plan to reset, i.e. transform all humanity politically, socially, economically, biologically, morally, spiritually, along Marxist linear lines. Klaus Schwab, WEF founder and frontman of the global elites, explained that the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. He insisted that he and his fellow WEF demigods were seeking this unprecedented power to remold the world only to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future for all. Yes, trust us, give us unlimited control of everything and we'll fix it all. We guarantee it. You'll be so happy. In fact, one of the signature promises as presented in the now infamous WEF video states, by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. The WEF billionaires will still own their private jets, super yachts, and mega mansions and will continue their globe-trotting champagne and caviar lifestyles, of course, but you will be happy with whatever government-provided necessities may be rationed to you. That's in order. Moreover, the WEF global overlords insist that your happiness will include going vegan, except for eating bugs, very tasty and nutritious, you know, drinking recycled sewage water, very eco-friendly, giving up your car, mass transit is so much more efficient, and chipping your brain, welcome to the Borg. WEF's transhumanism will help you. This would read like the ludicrous script for a grade B movie, except that it is being proposed and forcefully pushed by some of the world's wealthiest and most powerful individuals. 
Klaus Schwab sounds and looks like a classic James Bond movie villain, but he represents the global titans of big business, big finance, big tech, big government, and big royalty. Britain's Prince Charles, one of the most fanatical royals in the Enviro-Zealot lobby, addressed the WEF gathering to help launch the Great Reset by emphasizing the interdependence of all living things. We have a golden opportunity to see something good from this crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big visions of change, he added. The super wealthy prince has been making similar pronouncements for decades, advocating more Spartan regimes for the common folk. But he has not changed his own lavish lifestyle. Ditto for the rest of the WEF's great resetters. And you can check a video out on their blatantly, breathtakingly blatant hypocrisy. Uh, if you want to uh, click on that website, that's going to tell you all about it. You can watch it from there. Plandemic to planned famine. Not long after the COVID pall descended upon us, researchers began noticing a curious thing. Prior to the pandemic, many of the key players in the forefront of the pandemic response effort, government officials, intelligence agencies, UN agencies, tax-exempt foundations, medical research institutions, I'm sorry, medical research institutions had engaged in pandemic scenarios, germ games, that were eerily similar to the COVID-19 breakout. Beginning with Operation Dark Winter in 2001, these players have conducted more than a dozen germ games bearing names such as Atlantic Storm, Global Mercury, Lockstep, Mars, Spars, Clade, X, Crimson Contagion, and an Event 201. We all remember Event 201. That was October of 2019. I just threw that in, sorry. <laughs> While, quote, war games are a valid and useful tool to stimulate, or I'm sorry, to simulate and prepare for preventing or responding to potential future crises, a disturbing thread runs through these germ game exercises. These training scenarios invariably have focused on indoctrinating public decision makers to respond to infectious disease outbreaks with inflexible, coercive uh, dictates that concentrate and centralize government control over all aspects of life. Rather than truly, quote, following the science, unquote, the germ games invoked authoritarianism masquerading as science to justify forcing the global population into lockstep conformity with government mandates. Compliance would be accomplished largely through orchestrated germ propaganda that would terrify citizens into surrendering their interdependence freedom, and rights. The exercises taught implicitly that the mental coercion of propaganda may not be sufficient and would likely need to be augmented by the brute force of military and police, just as we have witnessed throughout the world during COVID. A close look at the germ games also revealed a reoccurring and troubling connection between the government entities ostensibly in control of the exercises, U.S. Department of State, U.S. Department of Defense, the USAID, and the CIA and private institutions and individuals that are notorious for promoting coercive population control, such as David Rockefeller and the, Re and the Rockefeller family in general, Bill Gates, George Soros, Ted Turner, and the Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Population Council, Planned Parenthood, and others. Now, in the wake of the COVID pandemic, we find the same individuals and institutions assuming the lead in planning for global food security. Under COVID, the denizens of Big Pharma, with their allied investors and bought and paid for politicians, have gained control over much of our medical and health sectors. Now we are seeing a similar concentration of control over our agriculture and food sectors. Bill Gates, one of the four wealthiest men in the world, 
is the single most influential person on the planet in directing global health and vaccine policies with fingers in all aspects of private and public activity. In the last, in the past few years, the Microsoft billionaire has become the largest individual owner of American farmland, buying up more than 240,000 acres across 18 states. Fellow overpopulation uh, alarmist Ted Turner has bought up to 2 million acres of ranch land across eight states. Many of the mega corporation pension funds and the Wall Street investment firms have likewise been gobbling up land. The COVID lockdowns, which have driven many farmers into financial distress of, or bankruptcy, are allowing these buyers to pick up prime parcels at bargain rates. Over the past several decades, this increasing concentration has been accompanied by a steady drumbeat of reports on food security from the Council on Foreign Relations, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Atlantic Council, and United Nations adjuncts such as the World Health Organization, the Food and Agricultural Organization, the World Food Program, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Bank. Folks, Rockefeller Foundation resetting the table folks there's so much here food control population control i'm going to talk about that a little bit okay so if one controls the food one can totally control the population it is a simple concept one that all would be dictators understand full well history and police testifies and the government induced famine experiences of ukraine china and ethiopia demonstrate that allowing any government to gain such control is an invitation to mass murder by Famine. What does Revelation, the book of Revelation, talk about? What's that horse galloping? Oh, yeah. Famine. What else? Oh, pestilence. Hmm. Anyway, moving along. The people and institutions leading the push for food security should give any sensible person cause for grave alarm. These are the forces that have been beating the overpopulation drum for over a century and have been supporting the most brutal depopulation measures, including China's one-child forced abortion policies and criminal forced sterilization programs in third world countries. The Rockefeller and Gates Foundations have been in the vanguard of this murderous racket. The following provides a brief look at the population control campaign over the past century, a campaign that is perilously close to achieving the political control it has sought for for so long. I'm going to read this, folks. I'm going to read all of it because it is very, very long. <laughs> but I will give you some key points. In 1904, the Carnegie Institute of Sir Science created the Eugenics Record Office to promote the idea of race betterment through scientific population control, including forced sterilization and denial of health care to those deemed to have undesirable physical and mental traits. In the 1920s, feminist eugenist racist Margaret Sanger launched her American Birth Control League, which would later become Planned Parenthood. With generous help from the John D. Rockefeller Jr. and other members of the Rockefeller family. By the 1960s, the fervor of population control had reached a tipping point. The publication, The Population Bomb, by Stanford University professor Paula Ehrlich in 1968, gave the movement a huge media-assisted boost. Deemed required reading in many high school and college classes, it sold tens of millions of copies. Ehrlich predicted that tens of millions of Americans would die of starvation in the 1980s, and by 1999, the U.S. population would be reduced to 22.2 million. England, he said, would far fare even worse. It would cease to exist by 2000. 
our position requires that we take immediate action at home and promote effective ro- action worldwide, Ehrlich insisted. We must have population control at home, hopefully through a system of incentives and penalties. By compulsion, if voluntary methods fail, we can no longer afford merely to treat the symptoms of the cancer of population growth. The cancer itself must be cut out, emphasis added, he said. Folks, I could read a lot more of this. But you guys need to go to the newamerican.com to check it out for yourself. Folks, what did God tell us to do? What did God tell us to do? Multiply. Cover the earth. It was made. He made it for us. But then we have these people saying, folks, mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on. 1990. CNN founder Ted Turner established the Turner Foundation, which continues to list as goal as a goal developing practices and policies to curb population growth rates. In the mid-1990s, he stated a total world population of 250 to 300 million people, a 95% decline from present levels, would be ideal. Folks, so what they're talking about, Bill Gates is the second largest funder of the WHO after the United States government and is also a major funder of the FAO. Let's read this. On January the 1st, 1995, the launch of the World Trade Organization initiated a new regime of global food control by empowering the WTO to use the United Nations Codex, I cannot say that word, I have no idea, Elementaris, (laughs) in educating international trade disputes involving food. The Codex Alimentarius, uh, created in 1961 and administered jointly by the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization, which is the FAO. And the World Health Organization is a mammoth collection of 362 standards, guidelines, and codes of practicing regarding essentially every category of food. WTO trade rulings are providing incentive for nation legislature, national legislatures to adopt the codex into their national laws, while FAO and WHO bureaucrats and their big pharma funders advisors are constantly revising the codex bill gates is the second largest funder of the who after the united states government wow folks oh boy there's a lot more i could read but it's kind of depressing you know what i mean but there's more but anyway let's go down to the end of the article and it says these big brain people are not independent of government agencies they operate through and to a degree control government agencies they do this not so much as individuals except in the case of bill gates but as foundation funders and leading members of globalist organizations such as the council on foreign relations and the world economic forum which are both evil by the way uh they support coercive population control measures by the USAID and the united nations population fund including communist china's brutal programs they are heavily invested in china and clink campaigns uh, glasses with the CCP leaders while turning a blind eye to the regime's brutality. Its human rights violations and its threats to national and global security. In 2017, Bill Gates was inducted into the Chinese Academy of Engineering, a professional organization controlled by and subservient to the Chinese Communist Party. The members of the WEF Billionaire Club do not denounce Beijing's genocide of the Tibetans or Uyghurs. Is brutal repression of Hong Kong or its horrific starvation lockdowns currently imposed on the people of Shanghai? In fact, these philanthropists and their CFR Davos uh, colleagues 
continue to escalate their business deals with the Beijing butchers. As their CCP comrades, when they talk of food security, they really mean food control. And there should be little doubt that if they were to succeed in gaining control, they would be as merciless as, oh man, Xi Jinping or Mao. Folks, go check out the newamerican.com, the newamerican.com. Got some great stuff on there. That's unsettling, isn't it? I know that's that's that article is very unsettling, but it's the truth. Guys, <laughs> how many, how many food plants in the United States need to mysteriously burn? Before people realize what's going on. There's been over 50. Something something is going on. All these crazy weather patterns. Chemtrails. They've been manipulating our weather for a while. I remember reading the book. The Bible. Thinking about, wow. Really? How is this all going to happen? Well, we know. And it always, it always brings back to my mind Revelation 11. God has to come back to destroy those who are destroying the earth. Right here it is, folks. They are destroying the earth they're destroying the food they are destroying our everything everything satan came to kill steal and to destroy that's what the bible says and that's what he's doing but there's going to be a day it's going to be a day when jesus christ comes back he's going to rapture his church we're going to be gone out of here in the blink of an eye boom snatched out of here and then his wrath will be poured out on this earth in the great tribulation well the tribulation Folks, you don't want to be here for that. I'm going to tell you, you don't want to be here for that. But we will be in heaven. There'll be a lot going on in heaven. We're not just going to be up there, you know, doing nothing. No, no, no. There's going to be the Lamb's Supper, the Lamb, the Bema Seat of Christ. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on up there. But he's going to be opening up those seals. And all kinds of stuff is going to be happening on this earth. And we already see the precursor to it. The weather events already starting and Jesus said, when he was on the mount, he said, when you see these things begin to happen, hold your head up high because your redemption draws near. For us Christians, that means Jesus is coming to take us out of here because we, he says in his word numerous times, are not meant for his wrath. And that's what the tribulation is. That is God's wrath. We're not meant for his wrath. We're not going to be here for this. But if you don't believe in Christ and you don't have him as your savior, if you don't personally know him, you will be here for the wrath of God. And we already see the beginning signs of it. We already see it. Revelation talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Folks, war, famine, pestilence. We already see all that beginning to happen. We already see the signs. There's technology in this world right now. They can, they can already implement the mark of the beast. And you know what? They're going to be those that wore the masks in their car by themselves driving down the road. <laughs> It'll be people like that. People like that are so terrified that they just want everything to get back to normal. Oh, wear the mask, wear the mask, do whatever they tell me. That they will take the mark of the beast and they will take it gladly. Give me the mark. Give me the mark. Give me the mark. I just want to go buy my beer. Give me the mark. You know what I mean? Folks, now is the time to make your decision for Christ. Now is the time. I don't know how much more plain everything has to be in this world for you to know that this world is going down. But I'll tell you, there's going to be a day when Christ comes back. And he's going to come back. And he's going to destroy those with the word of his mouth. Boom! It's going to be gone. It's going to be over. 
going to be the thousand year millennium. And you know what's funny? Because Satan is locked in the pit. Boom. Thousand years. And there will still be those people on earth who choose to reject Christ. With Christ here on the earth, ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. And they're going to, no. They're still going to, I just can't fathom that. So you can't say, the devil made me do it. <laughs> and they'll come this whole war, and they're going to come all together, right? And then Satan has to be let out. They all come to fight Christ, and he destroys them. Boom, just like that. Folks, he's going to come with a new heaven and a new earth, and it is going to be so wonderful. Words can't explain it. If you haven't checked out that book by Randy Alcorn, it's called Heaven. Oh, you want to know what heaven's like? Get that book. The Bible has a lot to say about heaven. A lot. <laughs> I always find comfort in John 14 because Jesus says, In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it weren't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And the way you know. If you are not a believer in Christ, you don't know that way. You know, you can have a book belief of Jesus. Like, oh, yeah, I believe in the man Jesus, or I believe in Jesus, or I whatever. Unless you have a personal relationship with him, there's a big difference. You need that person. Do you talk to him like you talk to like your friend? Do you talk to him like you talk to, you know? He should be your best friend. He should be your first contact for anything, anything, everything. Always go to the Lord in prayer. You don't have this pray no special vow art, blah, blah, blah. No. You don't have to say big words, and you don't have to say any of this. You know what the Bible says, that when we can't even form words, and all we can do is groan, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to the Lord on your behalf. Remember that. You don't need fancy words. Even if you're crying, and you can't speak, and all you can do is just cry. The Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows. You know a beautiful thing? A beautiful thing is, God tells us in Psalms that every, and in, in Revelation, every tear you cry, God keeps in a bottle. Is that not amazing? Isn't that wonderful to have such a compassionate Abba Father? Abba means Daddy. Daddy Father. So, you know, people say that uh, God is love and God's not not justice no no he's all love now, he is all love but he is also justice you can't have one without the other you know what i mean he can't just be all loving with no judgment <laughs> you gotta have one to have the other so i'm gonna tell you <laughs> now's the time to accept christ as your savior he already paid the penalty and took the wrath of god for you and me so that we didn't have to suffer that that's how much he loved us. So if I was you, I would accept Christ now before later. The Bible says, anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word shall is, it is, there's no, there's no way that it will not happen. It's happening. Shall means that's yeah, a done deal. <laughs> oh, anyway, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And, uh... Hope this bring some encouragement to you. Hope it wakes you up to show you what's really going on in the world. Is you cannot trust your government. You cannot trust your doc, your hospitals, especially your doctor. Maybe I don't know if you have a good. I have a good doctor. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm saying don't trust your hospitals. Don't trust the media. Don't trust the propaganda. Don't trust this. So do your own research, which is really hard to do. 
I do it for you. No, just kidding. I'll try to do as much as I can. But, you know, check out good stuff like uh, olivetreeviews.com. Um, olive, olivetreeviews.com. I do believe. Let me pull it up here. Nope. Olivetreeviews.org. I should do that. I go there all the time. Go check out Billy Crone. Billy Crone. Getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. So go check him out. Um, and yeah, and if you guys want to, if you watch Billy Crone, Pastor Billy Crone, you can become a member of the Sunrise, well, I think it's still Sunrise Baptist Church, even though they've moved. Um, I'm an online member. Um, it's a wonderful teaching class. Pastor Bobby is fantastic. He teaches the online class. Um, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm telling you, whoo, it's amazing. That's a good church to be a part of. Um, but if you're not in, in a church, folks, you need to get connected with a body of believers. So, um, if you don't have any uh, uh, good churches, um, watch Brother Spencer Smith. They actually have a website that you can go to, and they'll tell you the good uh, churches, Fundamental Baptist churches, um, where you're at. I trust the Fundamental Baptist Church, and uh, that that would be all I would really could promote right now because, you know, they still sing the old hymns, which is wonderful. They still preach from the Word of God, which is fantastic. Um, there's one here where I live. And so... Um, with that, guys, I'm fixing to have to head to work. It's already getting late, so I've got to go. I work, I work some evening and some overnights. But anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'd ask that God would bless each and every one of you. And uh, keep praying for our brothers and sisters around the world. Pray for encouragement, pray for protection, pray for boldness. Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.